Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Cultural Chords. Uh, I'm William here. I'm Shane. I'm Dennis. And I'm Savannah. And today we're kind of just um, making a podcast to update you on what's going on in our lives and why we really haven't been posting for a month now. Yeah. So yeah, cue the intro music. Okay, little disclaimer, we don't really have a script for this one, and welcome back to another podcast with all four of us instead of the two-on-two that we've been doing beforehand. So if this seems... Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, two people each. Yeah. One on one. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes more sense. Um, But just a disclaimer, if we seem super disorganized slash... I don't know, awkward or whatever. That's that's the reason. Yeah. Okay. What do we want to talk about first? Um, well, let's just sort of like talk about like what's going on, like why yeah. we haven't been, uh, like recording any podcasts recently. Okay, Shane. What's what's up with your life? Well, uh, for me personally, it's just like school, pretty much. Uh, you know, I'm wow. like adjusting to. I think that's uh, everyone, though. Who would have yeah. guessed? Yeah. Who like would have guessed that school would make you busy? And there's also, like, region and everything like that. So explain so. what region is. Uh, region's basically, like, a competition. And it's actually, like, all states. So it's just, like, in Texas. Like, there's, like, a process where, like, you try out for... This is for band, at least. You try out for, like, all region, which is just, like, the people in, like, cities around you. And then there's, like, area, which is, like, the regions around you. And then if you, like, are in, like, the top portion of that area, then you move on to state. And, like, once you're at state, you've already, like, you, you're in an all-state ensemble. And then, like, the all-state audition is just to, like, see where you place within that. So, wait, what region are you, like, as Keller Band? I think we are 31. Oh. 30 or 31. I think oh, we're region 30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so how many rounds do you guys have? Um, we have phase... Well, I mean, we have, like, a mock audition that's, like, before Thanksgiving break. Usually, this is, like, on the normal year. We have a mock audition that's just with, we, like, we didn't our have district one this year. schools. We didn't have one this week. And then uh, we have phase one, which is sort of, like, everyone can audition. And it's only for, like, instruments that have a lot of players, so like flute, clarinet like trumpets, trombones, you know, things like that. Saxophone. Yeah, saxophone. And I think French horn as well. Tuba. I don't know. There's, like, a lot of instruments. And just, like, instruments that have a lot of uh, players overall. And then after that, if you, like, are in the top, like, I think, like, five or six in your room, depending on the instrument, then you move on to phase two, which is, like, all the people that advanced. And those are, like, better players. So it's phase two region still or is that area yeah yeah, that's still region like uh so there's like two categories that you can like advance in uh phase two you can if you're in like the top like 10 or something in your room then you like make region and you're in one of the region bands and then if you're in like the top five or whatever just for like just as an example then you move on to area and then you go to the area audition which is like actually like a lot of competition like everybody there is playing at like a really high level and 
it's very nerve wracking because that's like the last audition and it like determines whether you go to state or not. And it's pretty sad because like there's always a lot of people that are like, they play really well in the room and then they're like one off. And like if just like one little thing was different then they would have made like all state and that would have like changed like how they pretty much like their entire rest of their year. Shane, are you calling yourself out right here? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I've made area twice. Uh, freshman year and sophomore year, and I didn't make Allstate either time. <laughs> so you guys have region, which is two, but like basically two rounds, and then yeah. area, which is one. And then you guys have to play at state to audition for a band. Yeah. And um, we had our phase one recording this morning, actually. Um, yeah. Uh, I think I did fine. How do you think you did, Shane? I did, um, well... I'm definitely, I think, in terms of, like, the music, I'm not as prepared as other years just because I haven't had as much time to practice because of, like, school and stuff. But mm -hmm. uh, I think as a player, I'm definitely a lot better. Like, my tone and everything like that is just a lot better. Um, so I think I did fine for phase one, but I wouldn't be happy with those recordings if it was, like, phase two or area. I also think, um, like, um, your ears definitely, imp like, I don't know about you, but like my ears definitely have improved and like yeah. they're starting to pick up on stuff that like you know um set apart good performances from great performances yeah definitely um, yeah Aww, you're maturing as musicians <laughs> 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 um so normally choir we have we're a little bit different we have four rounds it's we have like our round one which is basically we call it like district but it's we compete with the same people for three rounds, um, but our first round, it's basically like you have 70 people in each voice part, and they all compete for, I think it's like 20-something spots for guys and 40-something for girls, which is a lot, but basically they're cutting down the audition numbers in half, and then we have region, which is where you audition to be, so it's basically, that was our phase one, kind of. Um, and then we have region, which is where you audition for like a region choir. And so they take something around like the top 18 to be a part of the region choir, but like the top 10 to 12 are the ones who move on to like our third round. And then our third round is called pre-area, which is basically just them cutting you down even more for area. And so they take out of those 10 to 12 people, they'll take five. And then those five people go to area. And then we have to sing at area. And if you make it in there, that determines what choir you're actually placed in. So oh, for guys, so if you're top one through four, you make mixed. And if you're four through eight, you make tenor bass. And for girls, it's one through four, make mixed. And then five through 10, make um, treble. So. so how many people are at area, like auditioning? So um, you have five per region, and there's four regions. So you so have 20, 20 people, people per part. And you have and to make like top eight or yeah. whatever. So okay. they cut down half um, again. But it's like it's pretty competitive because everyone there has already made it through three rounds of like filtering or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it's I really go that we don't have to audition at Allstate because that's just so much more stress. 
And also, we don't have to um, audition the same way that band people do, right? Because band people have yeah, to, like, sit in the room and then, like... Yeah, and, like, you can, like, listen to other people and you have to, like, play in front of other people. It's... Mm-hmm. It, is it not like that for choir? Yeah, no. So, basically, in choir, we all sit in this waiting room and then, like, people in batches of ten are, like, called down and one person goes into the room at a time. That seems so nice. It's what? Well, I mean, it's kind of nerve-wracking, but um, you'll basically go into the room and there's a curtain in front of you, so the judges can't actually see you sing. They can only hear you. Yeah. And so each person goes through that for, like, the first round, it's, like, 70 kids. Um, and then we also have sight reading. So Here's and a then, question. Do you guys have... Um, like, do you play the or sing the same music at, like, area that you did at, like, district? No. So, basically, so, we get, like, nine, about nine or ten songs each time um, we, like, go through auditions. And so, we'll sing, or normally, we'll sing three songs um, for district or first round. And then we'll sing another three songs for um, region. But when we go to third round, which is pre-area, we have to sing the, um, the same songs that we're going to audition at area with. So Okay. But it's weird this year because we only have three rounds, like, total. So we just had region, and then I think... I actually don't know when our pre-area is. Kind of unfortunate, but um, we have pre-area soon, I guess, and then areas, like, in January. Yeah, that's the same for us. We have it uh, January 9th, I think. But we auditioned, like, way before you. Because we auditioned, like, a month ago. Like, October 14th was when our, like, recordings were due. Yeah, I think the reason is because uh, marching band, basically. Like, because they know that, like, marching band takes up, like, a lot of time. But marching band doesn't exist this year. Well, it does. I mean, kind of. Sort of. And, like, other schools are, like, actually doing, like, full marching band with, like, competitions and stuff. And so they can't, like make the recording like be due like in the middle of marching season or like things like that because it's kind of like impossible especially if you're taking like let's say you're taking like six ap classes and you have marching band and like it's just sort of like impossible to juggle and like do everything especially if you're like in like another extracurricular like some sport or like anything else like you just wouldn't have the time to like ever practice or uh, like record and choir um, gets their, like, um, cuts in, like, May, right? We don't get our cuts. We get our music in May. Or, yeah, yeah, the music. But the majority oh. of kids literally just practice whenever. Well, this year there's a lot of kids who are just, like, practicing the cuts whenever they get them, which is kind of annoying. But um, <laughs> basically they'll, like, send out the cuts and be like, oh, you have until Wednesday to practice and record it and submit it. Okay. So wait, for band, do you have the same, like, etudes the entire year? Yeah, we just have the same etudes. And then for uh, phase one, like, what they're supposed to do, they didn't do this this year, they picked longer cuts, but what they're supposed to do is, like, for phase one, they have, like, 30% of the etude, or, like, 30 seconds, whichever one is, like, shorter, I think. And then uh, for phase two, they have, like, it's either, like, 50 or, like, 60%. Or like sixty seconds, and then phase three, or area is phase three, 
area is um, 65% of the etude, I think. Or if it's like a shorter etude, then it's just like the entire etude. That must be boring, though, to have to practice the same thing over and over again. Yeah, that's one of the challenges, like, finding ways to, like, keep motivation high and, um, like, not get burned out on the music. That's why it's, like, really important for band. Like, it's easy, um, since there's, like, pretty much a month between a region and area, like, it's easy to just, like, get into, like, a rut with the music and just, like... Not hate practice. the music once you yeah. audition but like it's really important to sort of like take a step back like every time i've gone to area i like just like take like a week off of the etudes and i just don't practice them at all and then whenever i start practicing them again i like start really slowly and i sort of like work back up and i'm also like focusing on other things um so i'm not just like focusing on the etudes and like burning myself out interesting i know um, i get bored of yeah like and we have like new songs every round but for first round i'll like be singing the songs and then i know especially this year i think like the last three weeks i was just like wasn't even like practicing um (laughs) because i was so bored with the songs (laughs) um but like i don't so you guys um whenever you do do you have like after school rehearsals? For or is like, it just all like day? yeah? No, do you guys we never, just we, it, we it's all they on only your own. they just like tell us to practice and then it, like during class they'll have like regional Olympics. Do you guys do regional Olympics? No. Yeah, so it's basically like um, we like all they, they just like pick a specific like cut of like a specific etude. So like, so like third etude like the first thirty seconds or whatever, and then so we'll all like play that cut. And they'll give us a grade and some feedback. And then after everyone has performed, then they, like, put us in chair order based on our grade. And then we can see, like, what? how far we have to go in terms of, like, how close we are to the front. And, like, how many people are, like, above us and below us and, like, where we sort of stand. Does it, that mean that band isn't a free hundred? Well, I, no, no, it is. Like, it, it is. Above, or, or, like, I think if you just, like, perform, then they give you a hundred. But they're just giving you, like, a grade to, like, just see where you are. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Um, there, okay, so it's like all on your own. There are um, master classes available. Um, it's not like run through the school though. Like I remember Shane and I. I think last I've seen year, like YouTube videos of that. Yeah, Shane and I last year went to um, UTA, and had a master class there for area. Um, and Shane, do you remember um, that one school that does like area boot camp or something? Yeah, that was like Hebron. Like they, they just like during, <laughs> they're so good. Yeah, like Hebron, they have like each year. I think last year they had like twenty three all staters or like something ridiculous like that. And that was like Whoa. just in band. And what? like for reference, like we have eight. We had eight this last year, and which that was is a like lot. ridiculously high for us. Like normally we have like two, or like three or four. <laughs> yeah, I remember so, we had a lot of Keller kids last year. Yeah, but then, like, they have, like, they had, like, 23, which is, like, so crazy. And, like, what they do is uh, after region, like, during winter break and stuff, they'll just, like, I think it's, like, the week before they go back to school, everybody, like, um, I don't know if they, like, I don't know exactly the logistics, but they, like, either go up to the school or they, like, go somewhere all together, and they just, like, practice their etudes, like, all day, every day. And they're just, like, practicing and, like, performing, like, constantly. And, like... 
I talked to someone who, well, she's like a really good flute player. She's probably like the best flute player in the world at our age. She's won like multiple international Wait, who is competitions. It? Is it? Uh, her name is Emily Park. Oh. Yeah, she said like it's like really stressful, and there's like. Does she go to Hebron? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. Like she got into the top orchestra, which is only like four flutes make it into the top orchestra out of like 36 total her freshman year and then sophomore year she was she got uh, first chair dang okay and she yeah she's won like multiple international competitions it's kind of ridiculous um wow. but she said like yeah they just like practice like all day every day and just like perform all the time and it's like really stressful but it's also like really fun and it definitely helps prepare them for area so um we heard about band and choir. Um, Savannah, can you yeah. tell us about your <laughs> process with orchestra? <laughs> yeah, so with orchestra, it's a little... I guess it's kind of a mix of both of y'all systems, but we we have region, area, and all state. So for region, I only know about like the violins, but if you place top 25 in your region, you get to record for area and all state. So I think you record and then um, your placement gets you a certain, like, will get you into being able to record for Allstate, Allstate. I don't know if they use the same recordings, um, like, for from going from area to Allstate, because I haven't made it that far. <laughs> but <laughs> Wait, so, um, uh, like, do you, if you, like, audition for area and you, like, move on to Allstate, then are you, like an all-stater or do you like is there still a chance that you like won't get to go to like tmea no you you are an all-stater okay they place you in a certain orchestra yeah so um with the music for region so you have two etudes that they give you during the summer and those are basically like the two two main etudes so it's in your region audition and your all-state audition and then for region, they'll give you, like, two extra excerpts from pieces that they might play. Um, and then you won't ever play those again for, like, Allstate. Um, and then you get additional excerpts for Allstate. So you for this year, we had a total of um, seven things that we had to learn. Um, the etudes are definitely lengthy. <laughs> intense yeah I mean, but, um, this is like something I forgot to mention but whenever you are like auditioning at Allstate and I think it's the same for uh, strings as well or just like orchestra um, whenever you're auditioning at Allstate they give you like excerpts of like the music they're going to play so like last year it was like Shostakovich Symphony 10 and yeah uh, yeah Romeo and Juliet so do you and have to sight read that or like? No, they they like give it to you like as soon as you make, all state like you, are like. The oh, top and then you area, have to like they practice like send it that to you, too, and then you like practice that. Yeah. That's the only time that you like change the music, and then sight that's what you audition crazy. on at all state. <laughs> so do you and guys like, have to sight read at all? No, there's no sight reading. No, 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 no. Interesting. No. Well, we don't have sight reading this year, which is kind of unfortunate. But like our sight reading is pretty easy. Like we rarely will have. Um, 16th notes and wow. it'll be like really well we've had them two years in a row now but the first <sighs> year and like my sophomore year 
and it was like the first time they've ever used 16th notes in like forever and everyone was just like so freaked out about it and so everyone bombed the sight reading um but like i mean they're just 16th notes but um yeah it kind of shows i feel like choir kids almost are less musically informed than band and orchestra because i i remember you guys have to like what memorize all the musical terms or something yeah we have to memorize or like at least in band we have to memorize like all the musical terms and they like test us and we have to get like a 95 or higher which is like you can miss one i think oh musical terms test yeah Yeah, we we don't have that we literally just like sing and then she'll like as we're going through she'll be like oh this means this but then no one ever remembers it um (laughs) but like okay funny thing so at Allstate, like before a song they'll be like oh Allstate musicians are like so smart because by having music in their um like by having music in their lives it's improving their academic performance and then they like use the sat as their yeah like method of showing like we're above average so like apparently the texas average is like i think around a thousand or something mm-hmm. <laughs> the choir average is like 1200 and then i think the band was like 1300 and the orchestra was like 1400 so <laughs> yeah, yeah i'm pretty sure like um like i went to tma when my sister made all state which was uh Three years ago, yeah, it was my freshman year. Yeah. So yeah. And um, like, <laughs> I watched the I watched like ATSSB like I think it was like the Treble Choir or something. Um, yeah. Just the like, Treble Choir. I just wanted to watch it, and they they were like <laughs> the average uh, SAT score for like these students was like. 1500 and i was like what it was like ridiculous wait no that no way no it wasn't a 1500 that's what they said and i i was like what in the world like how did they like have that high score and i was just like okay like i think they might have said something wrong okay that's definitely cap there's like there's no (laughs) way it was a 1500 i can guarantee you choir students are not that smart well but it was like small schools Oh, you you watched the small school choir. Yeah, yeah, definitely not. Still, <laughs> like, <laughs> and I was just like, oh man, like all states are like genius. <laughs> no, definitely not. We're not even close. Um, wait, but so you watched a small school choir? Yeah, that was just like I just wanted to watch it, just like for fun, like before my sister's performance. Were they any good? Uh, yeah, they were all right. They were all right. Like, how would you compare them to the treble choir? Um, I think the the small school, I mean, they were worse. And I think... (laughs) (laughs) They were worse. (laughs) I mean, they weren't, like, significantly worse. But there was just, like, the the treble choir, like, normal treble choir, felt sort of, um, I don't know, just more, like, mature and... More well, yeah, that's kind of an ongoing meme in choir. It's like the small cool, the small school kids have it easy because like, if you audition at small school, it's pretty easy to get in. Yeah, so like people don't take. That's them pretty seriously. much just like how it is. Like I remember talking to someone uh, when I was a freshman, who she made all state her freshman and sophomore year because she was like small school, 
and then she, like her junior year she made area she moved to 6a um and she like made area and then like didn't make all state and she was just like talking about how like small school is like super easy because you just play like scales and then like the etudes you can play like horribly and still make all state wait <laughs> small <laughs> school as in like like atssb yeah 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 oh okay got it yeah kind of a meme but you know <laughs> um let's see all state well i mean i feel like we've kind of talked about all state enough <laughs> yeah <laughs> talk about something else <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we just had, like, school. Other than, other than Allstate, we just had, like, school. I've had, like, a bunch of college dress. That's why I've been yeah. incognito. Oh, yeah, well, it's nicer now, but it's going to start picking up again because college apps for regular decision, decision will be due, like, really soon. <laughs> um, so that's not good. Did oh, you apply to any college is uh, early decision not early decision only early, early action. action yeah okay. um what is like is you chicago an early decision school or no um, they're early action aren't they yeah I, I she didn't even i uh, my girlfriend by the way goes to you chicago she didn't apply uh early action she only i think she applied to harvard early decision restrictive yeah and then applied to ut early action i think yeah ut has like rolling admissions so you can basically yeah. apply whenever you want and then but um it was pretty crazy because she said like pretty much like everyone that she has talked to at u chicago they they like went to a private school and they were like like whenever they're talking to her they're like so how many kids from your school made it into uh u chicago this year and she was like i'm the first person ever <laughs> like, is she actually i think uh she said like Probably. She doesn't think there's ever been anyone who went to U Chicago. I don't remember anyone. Um, so yeah, there's wow. that. And then also they all applied like either early decision or early admit or early action. Um, Interesting. And she applied like regular decision, which is like a way lower acceptance rate. It's like around 3% of people get in regular decision and she still got in. Dang. Okay. That's impressive. Wow. Um, so like related to music, I submitted a music portfolio. I don't know if it'll actually help, but Oh, that's interesting. Ooh. Yeah, so it's like if you have a talent in whatever like music or maker like they have a maker portfolio for like if you've done like something to do with making things. I don't know. I'm not really <laughs> sure what it is. They have like a research portfolio if you've done like research and like published it and all of that um and then they had like arts portfolio so i submitted like a the music portfolio for singing um and like hopefully hopefully that'll help like i don't know <laughs> boost chances i don't know all right william i gotta ask i don't know if you're gonna answer but what is your top choice what's my top choice yeah um yeah, I don't think I'll answer that. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, so you guys have to deal with all of this next year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of rough. Yeah, I'm kind of I don't know how I'm feeling cuz like I know for music, I have to start preparing audition like next semester. 
which is wow. I'm gonna have to be playing like the same excerpts and etudes and pieces for like a year, which is kind of a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Oh yeah, cause you have college auditions, right? Yeah. See, with mine, they're just like, oh, submit two recordings um, of differing like art styles oh, for really? the portfolio. So I just did the same ones that I submitted like over the summer to like a competition and I was done with that. So I didn't have to actually learn any like new songs. <clears throat> wow, that's crazy. Yeah, maybe that's just how it is for uh, like vocal studies. No, 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 it's not. It's not. It's not? Okay. Like I, I know someone last year who basically had to like learn all of these different songs and then you have to go like audition live if you get past pre-screening or whatever. Yeah. Um. Like, my voice lesson teacher wanted me to audition for, like, Juilliard or whatever. Um, <laughs> but, like, I would have to learn so many new songs. Like, I'd have to learn, like, a French song, a German song, and then add that to whatever I have now, and then learn, like, more English art songs. And, oh. Yeah, it's it's a lot. Yeah. Dennis, look- are you going to continue? Oh. There you can go. Oh, Dennis, are you going to continue to do music in college? Um, I think I, I might, there's a chance I, um, like what you said, um, before, um, we started, I, I might do it on the side. Well, you can um, always like join a band, right? Or like take it, a band class. Yeah. 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 Um, cause like, I don't know, just just like stop like the thought of like you know like stop playing flute like stop playing the flute um once i reach college i feel like that might be like a waste um of like time money all of that so yeah i can see it being fun too it's like more variety in college to just like give it up to be honest i i couldn't do that it's just like i've devoted so much time and then like Mm -hmm. i enjoy it so why would I really stop, right? Yeah. Cause yeah. I think um, for most, maybe not for most, but for like a lot of colleges, you have to, if you're like trying to join like an orchestra in college, even if like if you're not a music major, then you have to like submit recordings or yeah, like do an audition of some audition. sort. Oh yeah, that's rough. Yeah. Um, I have a friend who's in college now who basically sang in choir last year and she made Allstate, but this year she's doing band and choir at her, um, at her school. And then she has to like audition to do like minor in music, but like, Oh, that hasn't happened so far, but she, apparently she only needs to sing like one song or something for a minor, which is like decently easy. Yeah. But it's interesting cause she was in band in middle school. I think she was in, like, band and choir in middle school or something. Um, And then in high school, she switched to, like, theater and choir and then quit choir for one year and was just doing theater for one year. And she, her senior year, she did choir and theater. And now she quit theater. Yeah, now she quit theater and now she's doing (laughs) band and choir. So that's interesting. It is interesting. It it must be nice to be like I don't know. I've always wondered what would happen if I joined band. It's like you have to make that decision in sixth grade. Yeah, 
And then I feel like once you like, it's kind of like sad because like once you like make a decision, like even like if you're in band, like once you like make a decision to play like an instrument, like you can't really like switch. You're just sort of like locked into that for like seven years. Yeah, I know in um, fifth grade, that's why they allowed you to like um, have co-cur where you like switch between. Yeah. That was really like the only time you got to experience like all of the fine arts. And you, di you didn't even get to experience band. I think the main reason I joined band in the first place was because I never got to experience it in fifth grade. Really? So I just wanted to see like what it was like. And then it was like, great. Oh <laughs> so yeah, because there was no, it, like there was the only thing you got was like, oh, come try out our different instruments for band or whatever, right? Yeah, and it was like, if you like know that you're going to join band, then you just like, try out the different instruments to see like what you want to play yeah that was i just like the reason why i didn't join band is because i didn't like practicing which i was like <laughs> was kind of stupid because Whoa. i'm in choir and i have to practice anyways yeah but um like when i was taking piano i was just like i don't want to practice <laughs> and you'd have to like force me to practice like 30 minutes a day because I just like sit on the piano, play it once, and then like run away and do something else. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's why I didn't want to do band. And plus, my sister was like a god at band, so um, yeah, she played clarinet. If that means anything. Yeah, clarinet's definitely. I think clarinet is the hardest woodwind instrument. You think so? Uh, well, not including double reeds. Because, like, oboe and bassoon are just, like, ridiculously hard. But I think other than those two, clarinet is the hardest. Yeah, okay. I <clears throat> so I, like, don't really know how... Or I didn't really know how band worked. Or, like, playing the instruments worked for, like, a long time. And then, like, my sister was explaining it to me. Like, the embouchures and, like, building up different, like, levels of reeds. Like, how th thick or whatever the wood is. Yeah. And all of that, like, how does that work? Um, well, there's, like, a lot of, I mean, like, especially for, like, reed instruments, like clarinet, saxophone, bassoon, and oboe, there's, like, a lot of factors that can, like, go into how you sound. So, like, first of all, like, how you actually play, like, how you use your air, and, like, your armature, which is, like, what shape your mouth is in, and, like, your voicing, which is, like, what shape like your mouth like inside your mouth is in as opposed to like your lips and then wait 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 so like what determines if you're like a bass clarinet or is is that a thing yeah a i think it's just i don't yeah. know what determines it. it's just like because like there, there's someone at our school uh who plays contra bass clarinet and they are tiny <laughs> and so it's, it's kind of weird to see them they're like tiny but they still play like this huge instrument and so I, I don't really know like what goes into deciding I think it's just like if you like want to then you like try out on it in like 7th grade or whatever and then they like see if you're a good fit or something um, but yeah so there's like it's interesting to think about like how uh, playing an instrument works because uh, for like a lot of instruments like you would think it's just like you like play the instrument and it like plays nicely but there's like the yeah. instrument like vibrates it, like it changes how it sounds depending on like your body like it like vibrates yeah. like resonates like within your body 
and like the shape that you like your throat and like the inside of your mouth and like even like your lungs are in like it changes how it sounds um so you can tell whenever you're running out of air basically oh yeah you can definitely tell when you're running out of air and then like uh especially this is evident in like flute like you can sort of tell like who's playing just based on like how they sound because like everybody like every single professional has like something unique about their sound that like nobody else has so it's like tone because in choir you're basically stuck with however your voice sounds yeah right because like you can't really change how your voice sounds that's true that's like vocal so in a way choirs kind of just like do you have a decent sounding voice which yeah. is kind of unfair but mm-hmm. i mean and then like <laughs> um with reeds uh there's like a lot of things that can go into it it's like the thickness like if it's like thicker then you have to use like more air and then yeah um like but do you it, get a better tone out of it um you can i mean it just depends on like what you're used to playing and like if you use a really thick reed, like using more air allows you to like do more things. You have like a, um, you can like be more expressive, I guess. Oh, oh yeah. So, so like I'm thinking, I, I don't know for sure, but maybe like, um, the thicker the reed, it's going to have more resistance, which allows you to, um, has like a higher like capacity for how much air you can like put in to your instrument, yeah. which allows for like more flexibility in playing. Yeah. Like, um, our band director, uh, Mr. Bloss, he's like a woodwind specialist. He always makes the analogy that like playing a woodwind instrument is like uh, being in a hot air balloon. And like if it's not inflated properly, then it's just like it sucks. But like if it's like you have like <laughs> it just enough sucks. air, if you have enough air and like everything, um, like especially air, that's like the main part of the analogy. Then uh, you can do like so many things with it. You can like do pretty much anything. Um, so he always is like very insistent about like how much air we use very and i think i think harder reads makes allows you to use more air so you can be more good you can be better interesting <laughs> yeah so how does like violin work because i know um, um i played like the guitar once and then it has like the frets that like helps you determine what note it is but yeah so it's it's kind of the same idea but, like, there's no frets on a violin, and you just kind of, you have to be really exact with where you place your fingers. Um, vibrato helps because it kind of, like, blurs a line. Yeah, um, that's the same with choir. Yeah, um, but if, like, like, I know Shane was talking about breath and stuff, it's kind of the same idea with the bow. You can tell if you're running out of bow, like, if you don't, if you don't, know how to use your bow or know how to like know where to place it um it you can you can definitely tell the difference between someone who knows how to play their instrument and someone who doesn't know the right techniques interesting so yeah it's interesting because my flute teacher she always makes the analogy of like air she uh compares it to like uh, a bow of like a violinist yeah because like yeah that is like you can like see that like they're like using like all of their bow and it's like consistent speed and like whenever they want like louder that's like more pressure and like faster and then well shane didn't you play the cello yeah i played cello and bass um 
<laughs> and so like I I have like experience with that and it like always like makes sense because like <laughs> when I was in orchestra like they he always uh griped at us about like our bow and so like it's yeah. interesting to like have like the connection between like the band directors always griping at us about air and then the orchestra director always griping at us about bow <laughs> like it's literally the same thing it is yeah do you guys have like staggering like stagger breathing or something yeah whenever if we're playing something really like slow and lyrical and there's like a huge line that the band yeah, like, the, like there's yeah. like no one can make it through in one breath and like we'll sort of just like split up who's playing and like these people will breathe in like odd numbered measures and these other people breathe in even number measures for yeah example. we have that yeah too. it's kind of the same idea with the bows we have staggered bowing too yeah well, we, but it's we... less precise like with with what shane was talking about how some people play certain measures like some people change certain measures or whatever we just don't change it the same time as our stand partner <laughs> yeah no, like with me i just kind of breathe wherever i want and i just hope it turns out well yeah that's um, what I, do. I just like breathe like wherever i want and hope that like everyone else is like doing the staggering properly with like choir i don't think we have ever had that same analogy with you talking about like having enough air slash um bowing properly because mm-hmm. like i don't know we kind of just sing until we're out of breath slash we have like a good place to breathe slash we finish a phrase because mm-hmm. we get like our breaths marked um based on either like oh. what the director says slash what would like fit in a phrase do you like always well do you ever have breaths marked just by like the publisher yeah sometimes it's like okay. little um quotation not quotation yeah, yeah, yeah. marks like apostrophes <laughs> yeah um, i think in uh, orchestra that's the same but it's like a you like reset like the, the bow, bow. Oh. Yeah. yeah yeah but like i don't know because whenever you start to f- like run out of air it'll be like your sound won't actually work out because there'll be sometimes when i like don't take a big enough breath or something and i want to make this really long phrase and i'll just like die because my like sound will just like not come out because i don't have enough air supporting my sound yeah that's the same with band and it's like you we always talk about like resistance um like some instruments like an oboe for example like the reed is like the opening for the reed is like very small so like you can like blow like as hard as you want but it sort of gets like bottlenecked right at the reed so it's like really hard to like get a lot of air through the instrument and that makes it to where you can go like really long on one breath and like whenever you breathe you have to like let out excess air before you breathe in because you just have like so much air that isn't being used um and like must be nice (laughs) yeah like comparing that to like flute where like there's literally no resistance at all like i think it was like 30 or 40 percent of the air that you're blowing just like gets like released into the air because it's like being split along like the well isn't choir wouldn't that be a hundred percent for choir yeah it's like the same idea and so like whenever you're running out of air on like flute it's like so obvious because like the air starts getting like slower and like you're using less and the sound like starts to like go flat and it just like sounds really bad yeah okay question what is circular breathing i've heard of this i've like i've heard this term before but i've never understood what it was 
Do you want to answer this, Dennis? Do I want to do circular um, breathing? No. Okay. Well, I know about it. Um, I know Shane's like tried it. I, I've, I've tried it before. So it's basically where, um, when you're playing an instrument, you can um make it to where you don't have to breathe at all. By um, I believe <laughs> you it's don't using. Have to... Well, like, okay, you're like, still breathing, but, like, you, you don't, like, stop playing. So, yeah. what you do is, um, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Shane, but, like, you use your, um, cheek muscles and, like, the muscles on your face to, like, push out the air while you breathe in through your nose. So, like, um, you're, you're still, you know, outputting air and making noise, but you, like, took a breath in, and then you just do that whenever you run out of air. Yeah. Wait, so you, like, it. so you puff up your, like, cheeks... And then, like, use your cheeks as, like, like a... What's to kind of compress the air to, like, like push it like out. Like, push it out, and then yeah. you're breathing in at the same time. Yeah. I mean, like, you can try it right now, like... Yeah, Could it, you like, use where... your hands, or are your hands, like... Well, like, no, your hands, your your hands, hands are, are you, on you, you play. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's... I've tried... I, I know, like, on flute, it's, like, almost impossible. Like, with every other instrument, it's, like way easier than flute because there's like something in your mouth that's like stopping the air from like going out like if you try to like keep your mouth open and like puff up your cheeks like it's literally impossible like it just like doesn't work um unless you're like blowing and like the air that's like going out is the only thing that like is like keeping pressure on your lips and that's why you can like uh, puff up your cheeks like when you're blowing out yeah um but it's like also like puffing up your cheeks it changes like your armature and like how you sound so it's like it's hard to uh like sound the same when you're like circular breathing and then also um i know someone who can circular breathe on he's a saxophone player and he like after he learned like if he's just playing like one note and like circular breathing like you can obviously tell like where it's happening like where he's breathing because there's like a little like accent whenever he like starts using his like lung air again and then it sort of like dies away a little bit whenever he's like using his cheeks um but like if he's like playing just like a ton of like 16th notes that are all like slurred or tongued or whatever and he's like circular breathing like you can't tell at all and um that's crazy yeah and like um yeah circular breathing it's it's weird like i've tried doing it before and like the key is um cutting off your lungs from like your mouth like you have to like in the back of your throat like you have to like raise your tongue to like block off the uh like your lungs from your mouth so that you can actually like breathe in and push out at the same time interesting i'm like trying it in my chair <laughs> but like honestly i don't know if i prefer that over regular breathing because um i i, I don't know whenever i hear a breath in a performance it like gives me relief I, I yeah. don't know if that makes sense. Like, it becomes a part of the music, the breathing. Like, I was reading a book about flute playing, and, like, um, there's, like, a very famous piece by, like, Bach for flute, and, like, it's very famous because there's, like, n- there's literally no rests in the piece. Like, you just have to play, like, all the way through. And, like, people, like, debate, like, whether you should circular breathe or not. And he, in the book, he said, um, like, you if you don't breathe at all, like you circular breathe, then eventually your audience is gonna suffocate. Because like, it's sort of like when you're like watching a movie and like the main character is like underwater and you like hold your breath. Like it's sort of the same thing when you're like listening to a performance. Like if you, if they go long enough without breathing ever, 
then it's like it's just like uncomfortable and like music has to like breathe and it has to have like an ebb and flow and so breathing is like really important to make a performance feel natural as opposed to like a midi file or whatever i feel like rests have power or else if they didn't like why would they be in music to begin with yeah you know um choir kids can't circular breathe because like i i you're i don't know like how how do you explain it how would you do that like yeah you just like can't you can't i was i was like wait that's so cool like not having to breathe or whatever but then i was like oh wait yeah (laughs) kind of unfortunate um about that but it's weird because do you have like breath control like or like do you just have to have huge lungs um yeah most of like playing is about breath control as opposed to like huge lungs because like if you have like a phrase that's like 10 measures or something and like it's like super hard then like instead of just like taking a huge breath because like whenever you're like breathing you almost always actually get like a good breath and like it's all about like how you use the air like you can take in like a super good breath but if you just use it all in like the first two measures then you're screwed like you're not going to make it all the way through so it's all about how um how you like use the air as opposed to like trying to take a bigger breath yeah i had a voice lesson teacher tell me once that like don't worry about like conserving the air just like sing and then breathe wherever you want but i'm not sure if i really like agree with that (laughs) because i would be able to make longer phrases if i didn't do that whereas if i did i would take like a lot more breaths on a phrase yeah so it's definitely like i think that's a big point of contention in just like music like should you like um especially in like going back to like region because like you're just playing etudes like by yourself you don't have any accompaniment and so you are like there's like the question of like should you take like a long time to breathe and just like completely like stop the music and then continue or should you like take a quick breath and like continue the flow of the music but you might not get as good of a breath yeah um i know whenever i breathe if i have to like take a quick breath it'll be like almost loud i'll be like (gasps) well like (laughs) yeah not like that dramatic but um you'll definitely be able to hear it whereas like a low like deep breath will take longer but you get a better breath i guess yeah savannah's just over here like can't relate (laughs) (laughs) yeah well don't you like not breathe whenever you're like playing i don't know i i feel (laughs) like i hear a lot of people just like breathe whenever they lift up their bow uh the thing is some people aren't musical (laughs) so they don't know like how to breathe (laughs) Dang. I guess you could say, like, I feel like our breath has a lot to do with our musicality, even as string, like, even with string instruments. I, um, the main times you breathe, like, I guess it's the kind of the same thing as with, you know, band and stuff, is like, beginnings and ends of phrases. Yeah. So, um, re- we really express ourselves through movement. Like, obviously, we're trying to express ourselves while we play, but, like, yeah, I mean, like, through 
playing actually playing the instrument, but movement has a lot to do with it too. So, yeah. I think that's also true for band, like Yeah. Yeah. It's just if you're like a, I mean, whenever you are like sitting down like in a band, like there's not you like you're not really supposed to move a whole lot. Um and the reason for that is like if you move too much, then it like restricts your lungs and it like Oh, really? Is that like yeah, like it can like change the uh like how your air like goes through your lungs and like into your throat and everything. Um but like whenever you're standing up and like playing like solo, then it's like uh you have a lot more like freedom of like movement and Are you I, actually I always, encouraged to move? Um yes. Well, yes. Some people are like you should move like as much as you want and other people are like don't move at all. Um it's just like different playing styles and like what you prefer like my teacher she encourages moving uh to like because i always play more expressively whenever i move but like it also well yeah but that's like changes my tone and my like breathing and everything but like moving whenever you play it's like there's a certain word for it um i think it's like physiometric or something i don't know yeah i know i know what you're talking about but that's like something that they teach in school like music ed majors they'll teach Mm -hmm. you something about that and that like for choir like moving a certain way can actually like help you like do something i guess on like unconsciously with your voice less like how you shape your throat because a lot of it is like involuntary but Mm -hmm. like by doing physical movement it can help you like do that voluntarily through like a separate means or whatever yeah but it's interesting because if you're singing a solo in choir slash if you're just like standing on the choir rafters and like you're singing you're like you're supposed to not move or like move very little like even in an opera or like let's say you have just like a solo the only movements you would have would have to be like scripted movements and it would be like pretty much only the movements like of your arms um which is kind of annoying because I'm like you and like I like to move a move around whenever I sing so I can like be more expressive and so that's what I do like in our auditions because you know they can't see you you and you're behind something so I'm like moving all around but like if I'm doing a solo or I'm in a recital I have to like stay still and it's really hard to do that because I don't know I'm used to just singing I guess yeah that's weird that they encourage you to move around yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say encourage. It's just like, um, it's like don't like restrict yourself. You know, like yeah. don't be like rigid. Um, like, like I know my lesson teacher also said like um, you can like move your body forward and backwards. Like like as if like you're moving forward um, with the phrase. Like yeah. I don't know. Don't don't really like try to like stand there all stiff because then that would only hurt you. Yeah, there's like um, there's a book. Um, of like flute playing and it basically says like you you can like move your flute like up and down and then you can like move like forwards and backwards and that's like how you're supposed to express yourself because it doesn't like change anything about like your um, like lungs or like the air track but like if you start like bending and like doing all these like weird things it can feel like more expressive but it also is like detrimental to your sound to your lungs and all that yeah yeah so it's like it's sort of like a fine line between like moving to express yourself and 
not moving to like keep everything consistent sounding yeah because we have to keep like good posture like i had a big issue with posture for a while um Mm -hmm. and i think i've gotten better with it but (laughs) like i would like slouch and so that would be bad for like singing because it collapses your like lungs yeah so you have to like basically stand straight um but yeah okay question question um have you ever like disagreed with your voice lesson teacher on like something that you should do um or sorry not voice lesson teacher just like (laughs) lesson teacher (laughs) uh you guys like savannah and dennis can answer first well i i think for sure um obviously they have more experience um in everything and like they probably know what's better for you but like i feel like sometimes um there's really like um things and small details that like um feel more comfortable to you i i think i do remember a time where i kind of disagreed or like I I don't know maybe I I wasn't like doing it correctly but um yeah there's definitely been a time I don't remember what it was exactly for though Savannah Okay for me I can't really think of a time I just uh just everything that they tell me to do it just sounds so much better when I do it <laughs> Really <laughs> Yeah, like, when I have my lessons, I walk, like, I walk in there, and I sound terrible, and then after, I sound great, and then I don't practice, so I walk in, like, the next lesson sounding (laughs) terrible. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah, for me, I, there have been a couple of times where I disagreed with my, with my voice lesson teacher, really, because, like, like, one of my teachers was very based on, like, tricks on making you sound better or whatever but he would basically make me do these like weird things with like my body and all of that to like force something out um but like i don't know i never really he was like oh that's like a production sound when i just thought it didn't really sound very good or like it didn't sound like me Cause it was very like force slash um very modified sound because with choir you have like you can really change how you sound a lot based on like what you're doing like you can sound like back like you could be like blah 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 or you could do like forward because we speak in like pretty much our natural voice but there are some people who will like sing like really bad like whoa um <laughs> but like it was weird because the sound that he was trying to make me do was like not what I really felt comfortable doing and it wasn't really like my voice which I like there's a technique in like voice called like mezza di voce which is basically just like method of voice and it's that's in like Italian but it's basically like trying to make your like purest sound or whatever with your voice and not have to like modify things I think now, like, in modern opera, they're, like, changing that more to make it, like, quote-unquote, this, like, production sound, but I don't know. Is yeah. is there something similar to that in, I guess, band or orchestra? Um, I mean, not really, because, like, 
with choir, like playing or, or singing, like just like your voice, I feel like it's something very personal to you. And like trying to like change that is sort of like by like unnatural means is like, I don't know, that's sort of um, changing your identity. Well, but yeah, there's a lot a of people bit. who don't like how they sound. Like for me, whenever I first heard myself on like a recording, I was just like, wait, that's how I sound. <laughs> Yeah. Because, like, I don't know if you've ever done this, but, like, if you record yourself and then you, like, listen to b- back to it, it sounds different than, like, what you hear. Yeah. In yeah your don't, like, ear. most people not like how they sound? Yeah. Yeah, I think I so. Don't. <laughs> I, I don't. Um, I know that, um, like, it's the same for band. Like, um, well, for, like, two reasons. Like, for one thing, like, there's just, like, a different, like whenever you're playing it's easy to like convince yourself that like yeah i'm doing those dynamics really well or like yeah i'm really making those accents together but like whenever you like listen back you're like wow that's like really not coming through at all um and then also like whenever this might just be for flute like whenever you're playing you can hear like the air whenever it's like hitting the tone hole um and like it can make your sound seem um, more like airy than it actually is and whenever you like listen back on a recording it actually just sounds like pure and good and it like the air really just means that it's like resonating properly and like you're using enough air well like i think they did a study on this and it was basically like the reason why you sound like more mature you have like a better sound whenever you like hear yourself while you're playing is because like sound travels better in like solids so basically like you're touching the flute or you're singing right and that like those vibrations go through your body and into your ears which like vibrate more easily through solids so you hear you have more like depth to your sound and all of that um yeah it's yeah that's definitely that makes sense um but like in terms of, okay so like going back to what you said there's not really anything that you like i mean it's always just trying to like get a better tone and sometimes there's like some things that are sort of strange that you have to do like um, for example, like uh, like changing where your flute is, like on your lip, or like changing, like how far out it's rotated, or like whatever. Like it can like change how you sound, and like give you more freedom, but it's also like harder to play that way. Um, so yeah, that's kind of similar. I just remember one time my voice lesson teacher basically made me do push-ups while I was singing. What? That's, that's tough. Yeah, because basically when you're doing push-ups, you're like pushing out, so you have like the correct amount of like tension slash like, like um, like because in choir you base there's like this huge thing with like tension, so you don't want to be tight, but you do want to have like some tension. Like it depends on like where you're tense, because like if you're tense in the throat, like you're singing and you can like feel your throat like being really tight um that's not good but like if you tense as in like your abdomen and your diaphragm are like properly contracted and all of that then it's better so like by doing push-ups you're like forcefully activating you're like whatever and so you get a more pure sound or something i don't know yeah i'm kind of just spouting things that (laughs) i've been told (laughs) There's also, there's things like that in band. So, like, two examples. Um, the first one is, like, something my lesson teacher told me to do. She said, like, whenever I'm playing, or this is just, like, something I do, like, occasionally. But, like, when I'm playing, I, like, 
squat down like a little bit and it oh. like lowers my center of gravity and like makes me take like a way deeper breath and i just like, oh yeah, sound yeah yeah way better we have that too like we yeah. we have basically like the ballerina like you open up your hands like to outside like you start your hands like it's hard to like describe but you start Wait, your hands what? like more in the middle of your thing and you know how like ballerinas will basically like squat like sideways yeah i know exactly what you're talking yeah. about like do you know what it's called um it's, it's like, is it a plie something like that but basically so. by doing that you can take a deeper breath because like you're going down with your diaphragm because your diaphragm goes down to like expand your yeah. lungs and so then you can get a better breath that's crazy <laughs> and another weird thing with choir is like if you do a squat while you sing a high note it's like counterintuitive because like your body's going down but it makes it easier to sing a higher note it's just interesting yeah that's interesting yeah it's a plie (laughs) that kind of reminds me of like this thing uh me and dennis we went to a master class last year that was the same master class you mentioned earlier um like the person who was teaching said like flute playing is like opposite like um in order to play like low notes you have to think of your mouth as like tall and then like in order to play high notes you have to uh like aim down and then like in order to play like soft you have to use like really fast air and then in order to play really loud you have to just be like relaxed so it's like it's like really counterintuitive um yeah that's interesting Hmm. like on paper it sounds like it looks like it wouldn't work like that but it does yeah Mm -hmm. there's so much technique it's kind of kind of confusing honestly is there like are there weird techniques with like that in violin savannah um the for tone it's really the bow like so it's pay to win (laughs) 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 no 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 um i i think your instrument is the first step in having a good tone. Like, if you get a crappy instrument, it's obviously not going to sound good. So like, I, I know. Pay to win. I know some people who have, like, really terrible instruments. Like, they get, like, the plastic violins. I know this one kid had, like, like, a, like a blue violin. I was like, please tell me you're joking. But, Yikes. um, that's, <laughs> that's the first step. And then you have to really know how to, like, use your bow. If you're, like, the angle of your bow and where you place your bow and how you um, space out, like, your bow and how, I don't know, everything. Just your right hand is really where your tone comes from. And then technique and all that stuff is with your left hand. I mean, there's obviously technique with right hand, but, yeah. I mean, I feel like we're making singing and playing the flute sound very like technical but like i've always heard that like the violin is very like a very hard instrument to master and like no it's extremely it's extremely technical that's rough but i hate technique (laughs) (laughs) i think um like any instrument that you like play like this is um sort of like an interesting thing that i've like picked up like 
the instruments that are like really easy, like at the beginning, like saxophone, it's always like really easy to just like pick up and like play. Like you just like blow. Like you don't really even like need an embouchure or anything. You just like blow and it like makes a sound. And then like the fingerings are like intuitive. Like it all makes sense. But then like whenever you start getting into like harder stuff, like sa it gets like really hard. So like even if an instrument is like hard to or easy to like learn how to play, then it's like really hard. It's still like really hard to like master. But like, yeah. that's why they call the piano like what the easiest instrument to play, but the hardest to master. Yeah. 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 Like, I'm gonna have to agree with that statement. It's like easy to like you can just like walk up like play, but then like it's so hard because there's like such a high like skill ceiling. Like you literally have like ten fingers that can all be doing like different things at once. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Another reason why I think it was probably a good choice for me to um, do choir instead of like orchestra or band is my hands get sweaty when I get nervous so like I remember whenever I would play like the piano like whenever I had to play for like a competition or something my hands would get sweaty and I'd slip on like a black key and I'd accidentally play a wrong note and so that was really frustrating so yeah. then I just changed to choir so I don't have to use my hands cause like that's the same thing cause all of the um like flute and all of that, you have like either buttons or you have to like press on strings, right? Yeah. Cause that's another reason why I like couldn't play guitar because apparently my hands, because they were like sweaty, like the sweat was acidic. So basically my strings would rust like what? really what? fast. That's crazy. Yeah. So basically I'd have to get strings all the time, which... <laughs> Yeah, and I didn't like calluses, so. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> okay, so we've been going on for, like, what, an hour and ten minutes? Do yeah. we want to, like, pack it up, or what do we want to, like, yeah. yeah. What do we want to do here? We can just, like, talk about, like, what we're planning on for the future. Yeah. All right, Dennis, go for it. Like... <laughs> Okay. kind of on the spot but um <laughs> um i like for college and stuff um i'm thinking about going into more like you know tech stem stuff but like um like i said earlier i don't want to just cut off music in my life so um if the college i do choose to go to um has like um uh, many opportunities given for um musicians that maybe want to like do it on the side and stuff or um something like that i i don't know maybe maybe music maybe like the music program at the college might affect what college i might want to go to just because like if i want to do it on the side um that's kind of where i stand right now it might change in the future shane yeah i'm planning on uh still planning on going to college for music where do you want to go um, a lot of places. Dream school, go. Dream school, Curtis. Cause, Curtis. Like, oh, isn't Curtis, like, super expensive? No, it's actually free. Really? Um, it's what? just, like, like, really hard to get it's into. It's, like, super selective. They only have enough people there wow. for, like, a full symphony orchestra and a full, like, uh, mixed chorus. And then there's, like, wow. a few students who are, like, composition majors and, like, conducting majors. But like other than that, I feel like that must everything. suck. 
if you're like one of the only people selected into Curtis, but you're like the worst person in the choir. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you're good, but like, like at the top of the top, you're like bad. I feel. Well, like, I mean, I I think like, at that level, like there's not really like, bad or good. Like I've mm-hmm. heard, I've done a lot of research on Curtis, and I've heard that like they they don't accept people who aren't like, professional caliber, like players and singers. Like the only reason that they accept people is if they are like good enough to like be in an orchestra but they just need guidance in terms of like musicality and like interpretation and like more experience like playing in an orchestra and um yeah that would definitely be my dream school and like the reason they keep it so small is so they can afford to give these people free schooling like it literally the, the tuition is free and like the only thing you have to pay for is housing and like food and stuff wow but yeah that's definitely my dream school i think in terms of more realistic <laughs> scenarios, um, the University of Michigan is probably uh, my top choice because the flute teacher there is like really incredible. She's like an international soloist, and yeah, she's just pretty incredible. And then also, um, like it, it's like a good school academically, and I don't want to like in the same way that you guys don't want to just like give up music. I don't want to just give up like academics. Because I still find, like, learning and, like, challenging myself, like, mentally, um, like, an important part of my life. Yeah, because Shane's, like, super smart. Because we were in TMSEA, and you were really good. (laughs) I don't understand why you quit science. I don't know. I just, I felt like science was uh, lame. Because, like, like, (laughs) in terms of, like, science, you could just, like, guess on all of them and, like, get, like, most of them right but then like math was just like more fun yeah but not everyone could do that shane <laughs> i know <laughs> you say that <laughs> but like I don't know, it was just like science like they told you to like guess on all of them and i was just like that's like lame and like boring okay and like with math there's like actually it's like you have to like do stuff instead of just like guessing on all of them interesting Savannah, um, I'm def- my main thing is gonna be engineering. I think I'm gonna try to become a mechanical engineer, um, and then I also want to get my MBA, and then I What's also an want to keep. It's business? like a business, yeah. So do you want to be an yeah. entrepreneur? Uh, kind of, kind of, and then I might get my real estate license. Like right what? before college starts. What is this? <laughs> so you, you want to be a mechanical en- engineer, entrepreneur, real estate agent? Yeah. Okay. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't know what, like, I don't know what the future is gonna look like. So I have to make all, all these plans for myself. Making. Like, but on the side, <laughs> on the side, I definitely want to keep going with music, but. Like, now that I joined cross-country this year, I might want to also run. <laughs> Bruh, yeah, so. You have a lot of stuff going for you. I, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I think I, I think music and running are def- are just going to have to be, like, on the side. Because, like, with running, running, it'll keep me in shape, and then music, it'll give me, like, a break from everything. What if you but, become a world-class athlete? <laughs> no, that's that's not that's not gonna happen. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Hard. I love it though. It's so much fun. 
Really? I hate running. Like, I heard from a friend that it's like a lot of it's mental. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Like over the summer I tried to run and then I think I got my mile under eight minutes, but I was like so gassed and then my like <laughs> feet hurt so much. And then I like didn't run again. Oh my gosh. Yeah, one time, so I, because I just joined cross country, like, I'm, like, really out of shape and whatever, because I haven't run for, like, three years or whatever, but the coach, for this one workout, the coach put me with the first group, <laughs> so, like, the fast group, and I, I almost cried in the middle of the workout because, like, it was so hard. <laughs> Dude. What the and you want to continue with this? <laughs> I love it. I was talking to my coach, and he was like, yeah, you might be able to let her next year. And I was like, yeah. But that's your senior year. Don't you already have a letter? Yeah. Wait, do no. you already have one? Not no. Not for orchestra? No, because our orchestra is so new. We're, we're, um, we've been, like, asking our, like, our director to get things together. <laughs> and he that? finally, we, yeah, he finally did. So we're going to get Letterman's next year. Interesting. But wouldn't it be so cool if I got to double letter? I mean, that is so cool. Real, I mean, I don't really think it is. Like, you only get one Letterman jacket. I know, but like, I mean, like, if I qualified you, for two put, things. Can you put like cross country? And well, no. Like, you could qualify for like just whatever orchestra, and then put cross country on your Letterman. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, for mine, I just put, like, academics and then choir. So. Yeah. Um, okay, what are my plans for the future? I guess I want to go to college and hopefully double major in engineering and music. Music and, like, performance or music education? I, I don't think I would do music ed. Probably performance slash, like, like studying music as in, like, a subject. Musicology. Yeah. Um, and then hopefully, like, try and incorporate the two together. Yeah, that would like, be cool. somehow. But, yeah. So, it is about, tw- it's 1225 over here, and <laughs> we've been talking for, like, an hour and 18 minutes, so we hope <laughs> you enjoyed our very long, updated <laughs> podcast on where we are in life and things about music. Um, this has been William, Shane, Dennis, and Savannah from Bound by Music in our exclusive Everyone in Bound by Music <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, our Limited next podcast edition. will be <laughs> the one <laughs> limited edition. We'll, we'll probably do another one like this in like, what, six, seven weeks or, well, yeah. Depending, Whenever on we how, get there. depending on how good we are at <laughs> podcasting weekly. But, um, yeah, so your next podcast, we'll see another one-on-one podcast. Um, but, yeah, that's been our podcast. Um, see ya. Bye. <laughs> All right, thank you.